This podcast episode is powered by Afropods, the world's number one podcasting platform for African stories. They are pretenders among us, people who have mastered their ability to hide their pain, failures, struggles, and inadequacies in life. People who have the ability to mask their imperfections through material wealth and careers. In the last 20 years, social media has exploded and incubated these pretenders to grow in number and attitude. But one day in 2016, one of these pretenders broke away. This is his story. Hi and welcome to the show. My name is Jay and this is the Pretender Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to listen to the latest episode of the Pretender Podcast on the AfriPods network right here in Africa. You can also listen to this podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Teacher, Spotify or your favorite podcast network of your choice. This is part two of my conversation with Mandy in which we dove deeper into mental health, uh, explored Mandy's multipotentiality. I also surprised Mandy with a letter she wrote to me six years ago, which was funny for both of us. I hope you enjoy. What you said at the end about being able to give up, because as believers or people of faith, that's where the challenge is because everyone puts it out like Christians or people who have faith cannot go through these things, you cannot divorce, you cannot go through... um, you cannot be depressed so this is a common thing and maybe you're just a sinner maybe you just don't pray enough and and really that's not true this does not discriminate and and the next time someone is saying i had suicidal thoughts everyone will be like you can't do that instead of asking why trying to find out and help them through that and so how do you tell me how you balance uh, leaning into your faith but being able to practically deal with mental health struggles yeah uh, there's a time in my life where I literally researched um, Bible verses on depression mm-hmm. and surprise surprise people like Jesus and David were exhibited symptoms of depression or anxiety and like from from Christ's point of view when the Bible says we do not have a high priest who is not taken by the feelings of our infirmity to me that includes anything and everything and also that includes depression and so if someone comes to me and says say they feel depressed I don't think of them as less of a Christian because there's not the, in that Bible verse that talks about Christ being compassionate and experiencing what we have experienced, it doesn't say accept. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. So unless I find somewhere where it says accept, me I'll put everything there. <laughs> so including depression, I'll put it there. But at some point Jesus went through these feelings and it didn't make him less of a child of God than it would make me or any other. What I've also learned is that uh, even from a faith perspective, there are certain things that you have to do to get out of certain situations. Mm -hmm. Some things don't come out by prayer and fasting. Some things come out by doing. Right. Simple example, uh, you've made me a very nice cup of coffee here. I cannot pray this coffee into my mouth. I have to drink it myself. <laughs> you see? So, if we take it, for example, with depression, if we don't understand the source, no matter how we pray, if we not, don't deal with the source, it will not go. So, we have to do the work of dealing with the source. And there are people actually who are depressed because they are chemically imbalanced. Mm. Truth be told. So the only thing they need is a, a magnesium bath every once a week and they'll be fine, they'll be balanced. So if we don't find out and give them those things that they need, we will 
pray, 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 pray. No matter how we want, that thing will not come. There are certain times when God will work a miracle and balance your hormones, quite okay. But um, a lot of the things, I think a lot of the a lot of the causes of, of depression or the sources, if I may call them that, relational and the expectations that we have. And so if I work on my relationship first with myself and then with the other person, I do what I need to do to make that relationship work, then eventually that depression will go. Mm. If I work on myself and adjust my expectations, for example, I've invested in so many businesses and then I'm expecting them to thrive and then they don't thrive and then I become depressed, it's up to me to adjust my expectations. So, okay, this has not worked. Fine, we'll have good Let me let it go. Let me try something else. You know? So, those are things that it's, it's, you have to be practical. Uh, the Bible says, faith without works is dead. So even dealing with depression by faith alone without works is dead. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, for me, I, I don't, I don't, um, I don't look at someone who's going through depression or anxiety, whatever it is, as less of a Christian. I look at them as a person who's struggling, just like I'll struggle with anything else. I look at them as a person who God has compassion on, and I look at them. If they have shared that with me, then I look at myself as being put in this person's life for a purpose to help them through this situation. And I do whatever I need to do or whatever I am empowered to do to help them get through the situation. That's amazing. And um, all of us have an opportunity to ask for help. That's the one thing that we have in our depression. And it's just also the people around us or all of us who want to help others should be able to make that support clearly known. I mean, yeah. it's not just the fact that the option is there, but people should know that it's there, then, yes, they, can then, take then, it. then they can take it. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm going to step away from the heavy stuff now mm-hmm. and get into some more interesting uh, <laughs> attributes about you. So, I was doing a little bit of homework mm-hmm. on you mm-hmm. and it's strange that I had to do homework on you after knowing you for eight years. And I, I'm glad I did because yes. I found something I did not know. Tell me. Okay, so I did a, a, a research and I found that there's somewhere in your profile you, where you describe yourself as a multipotentialite. Yes. Now, I have never heard of that word until I did your research. Clearly. I've got a lot of catching up to do. Yes. So, what does that mean? When you did your research, what did you find out? I found out a lot of stuff. And does it? I'm gonna get to it. And does it describe me? Before I say what what it means. Well, well, after I checked the definition, I checked out different examples. It's like, oh, so that's what she's called. So that's yeah. So I was like, ah, makes sense. Yes. So a multi-potentialite is a person who has several interests in different things, and they are not satisfied just to do one. They want to do everything, and normally it's especially to do with the arts and the creatives, where this multi-potentialism. shows itself yeah and um i i learned about that phrase i think four four or five years ago or that word four or five years ago and I, it kind of it fits i kind of felt like you know i'm the kind of person who wants to try different things and wants to have a lot of interesting you know activities going on all at the same time um and I guess it's reflected too, especially in my business interests, which are many. Um, yeah, pretty much. Okay. So, so I dug a little deeper and I, I checked out what I'm going to put this link down in the show notes. Uh, John Acuff. Mm-hmm. 
he describes uh, multi-potentialite as someone who has a lot of different interests, like he said, and it's a term referring to the ability of a person, particularly one of intellectual artistic curiosity, to excel in two or more different fields. And like, artistic? That rings a bell. Mm -hmm. Someone does do jewelry. Yes. Crochet. Yes. Uh, they bake. Yes. And they write. Yes. I'm like, hmm. Artistic. That really describes <laughs> me. And then he goes on and on in terms of describing how people have a lot of interest and then you have not one focus. I'm like, I'm not sure. Part of it describes me, but I'm like, ah, I don't know. But the, the thing he puts out was there's no speciality. Like you're not, there's nothing that you're specialized in. Yeah. which is true of me but i'm not sure all the other things fit into mm -hmm. that and so that describes your your business interest you have had uh, a bakery you have mm -hmm. done a saloon uh you still do bakery anyway and you have uh what else do i have here uh events with my yes. good friend basheba yes, yes, yes. <laughs> at the rustic garden i remember that i wonder if you're still doing that and then you have done we used to go all the time. Lunchtime, we would go to showgrounds and get those yeah, different yes. places. <laughs> and you are delving in the clothing and design space, and you are organic gardening and farming yes. now. Who does that? Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. so, so tell me about 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 these okay, uh, so, entrepreneurship pursuits. Yes. So. Um, my first creative interest was in cooking and baking. Mm -hmm. So the baking came first, and that that that, that the, the baking was the baking. Yeah, the baking I got from my mother. My mother used to bake. Okay. My mother used to knit. She used to sew. Mm -hmm. She used to garden. And uh, what else did she used to do? There was one thing I'm forgetting. Oh, she used to sing in the choir. <laughs> well, you did want us to do um, what do you call it? A, a, flash, a flash mob. mob. Yes, so we definitely have to do a flash mob. Okay, a flash it's mob. on my on my bucket list. <laughs> we have to do a flash mob. Well, I would love to do a flash mob. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. You try. So, um, <laughs> so the first uh, kind of creative business interest I had was in in baking. And I don't know how this 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 happens, even without me realizing it. Is like, oh, you make really good stuff. Oh, okay. And um, there's a lady, Sheba Thomas. She was training us at work for some uh, organizational development thing. And she's like, oh, I have a cafe and a bookshop. I'm like, oh, I like books and I like to bake. Can I bring my cakes to your cafe? She's like, yeah, meet the girls that work there. They'll they'll hook you up. So I took my cakes there and they liked them. So when I registered my little company, it was called Yinu Oven Bakes. Mm. So just baking. And then as I began to grow, I like using the word grow, even though I'm, you know, I'm still growing. As I began to grow, like I began to explore different interests. I'm like, oh, this crochet thing looks like fun. Grab the book. I remembered the first basic stitches from my grandmother, but grabbed the book and then was able to teach myself the stitches through the books. And so I added that. And then um, about, I don't know, maybe, I think I was 2012, 2011, 2012. I did a, a list of all the things I wanted to do. So I had the sewing, I had the baking, I had the organic farm, I had the, did I have the cosmetics there? I don't know, I, I can't remember, but I had like a list of seven, eight things that I wanted to do. And, you know, for me, like way back when, the, oh, I had the natural hair, yeah, that was natural hair thing. Back then, all like, especially the natural hair was not a thing like it is now. Mm. Uh, even organic farming was not a thing, but okay. I had it, you know, on my plans way back when. And so... Um, I kind of slowly, slowly went into the different things I opened. So 
when I realized that look, if I want to do all these things, I can't be Yino Oven Bakes. I changed the name of the company to Yino Custom Created. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, so uh, so the, the the custom created really speaks to tailor made things that speak to the needs of you know our clients in different spaces. So I did the salon. That was a that was that was a beautiful project. I love uh, this setup. Yeah, the setup yeah. was nice. Yeah, the setup was really nice. But I think in the process, one of the things, and I think this is something, uh, not really I regret, but it's a lesson that I learned in often in 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 that salon. The concept of that salon was not really just about beauty. It was a place for, for me, it was supposed to be a place for healing and wholeness. Using beauty as an entry point. And um, I think because I was, you know, had this high level job, as you like to call it, <laughs> high executive job, and there was so much going on. It was just before COVID hit. Uh, and I wasn't achieving that purpose. It was very difficult to instill that vision. In, in, in other people I felt like you know what I'm not doing what I'm not bringing the purpose of this why I opened this so I'm just kind of draining money down the drain so I decided to close the salon and um, it was a painful decision but I thought I needed to do it at that time so I closed it I let it go um, I in 20 what was that 2008 Way back when, when I was working on my second job, I bought a set of sewing machines. And those machines stayed in their boxes until this year. When I felt like, okay, you know what, this is not... And there are many times when I felt tempted to sell them. I'm like, you're just wasting space, blah, blah, blah. But then one woman told me, a woman never sells her machines. So eventually I got to a point of where I said, you know what, okay, let me just bring these out and see what we can do with them. So... Uh, I started the clothing um, arm of Uno Custom Creatives this year. Mm -hmm. I one of the things when I talked about the baking in that list I wrote, I think in twenty twelve. In there, I had uh, baking wholesome goods, not just baking, but wholesome using wholesome flour or whatever it is. I didn't even know those kinds of things existed back then, but I had it uh, on my heart. And two, was it two years ago, I discovered stone ground flour. And yeah, that's what I bake with now. So it's kind of like all those little things that were on my list. Yeah. Uh, manifesting, as it were. And I, f I feel excited about each one of them. Um, I am not, I mean, I would like to make millions and millions of kwacha from them eventually but that's not my drive my drive is to make it really make a difference and uh, again uh, not just about beauty or about what you eat but how is this that I'm bringing contributing to someone's wholeness okay. as a human being so like when I was doing things with the with the stone ground flower and, and things like that one of the things I discovered for example is that there are a lot of people who are gluten intolerant. Okay. The problem is not that they're gluten intolerant. Yes, okay, yeah, technically they are gluten intolerant. But the food intolerances have come about because the food we eat is so depleted of the minerals and the fibers and the whatnot it's supposed to have, such that our bodies don't recognize it as food anymore. So they our bodies revolt. It's the same thing with lactose intolerance. So you find that people who are lactose intolerant, uh, the vast majority of them, if they go back to drinking raw milk for a certain period of time, their bodies will adjust. And yeah. they can take the lactose. So it's learning those things that makes me just like, you know, even as I'm doing, it's been, it's been a bit difficult going back or upscaling the baking because like the ingredients I use are more expensive and so how do I come in at a price people look at it that this is just cake right you know? 
but they don't understand the, the value of that cake and what it represents. So, I mean, I'm baking, but not so much. Um, I'm more now into like baking bread for the house. It's, I can't remember the ending. Probably we just bought bread maybe five, maximum 10 times the last two and a half years. We bake our own bread at home. Uh, and I'm, I'm happy to do that. Um, and I, when I serve tea and bread in the morning, I know it's not just tea and bread. I know this is wholesome bread I'm serving. It's going to fill you up. You won't feel hungry in two minutes and you can go about your day and do what you need to do. So, um, so there's that. Um, the skincare also. Oh yeah, there's that. Yes, <laughs> that was part of the salon. So the skincare, um, our skin, in fact today is Simple Skincare Sunday. Mm. I'm supposed to be doing a two minute video um, that I post on Facebook just to talk about skincare. So I need to do it before I get home and post it. Our skin is our biggest organ. And it's got so much of our identity tied to it. Sometimes I think that if you skinned any number of people, remove, literally remove their skin, you wouldn't be able to tell who they are or where they come from. But the things we put on our skin. Do you know that there are chemicals that are on our skincare products that can actually affect your fertility? Hmm. It's that bad. That's serious. Yes. So for me, going back into the skincare and um, eventually, maybe this year, hopefully, fingers crossed, or maybe early next year, fingers crossed. Um, the salon is going to open again oh. and the salon will be a place where all these things come together the okay. skincare, the clothing even the baking you know in, in you know sometimes like you know our sister lot right mm -hmm. yeah and I had those a few <laughs> ago a story about that actually yeah, yeah go on yeah so this takes like well, the first sitting takes like 12 hours to do. So I'm thinking if my if a client is sitting in my salon getting sister locks done for 12 hours, what am I saving them? What am I giving them for snacks or quenching or whatever it is? So again, that becomes a place. So all these little things, I mean, there's been a lot of start, stop, start, stops. Um, but the end game is still there. There's going to be a place where all this comes together, not just for beauty, but for healing and wholeness. And the other thing that kind of I'm passionate about, even doing these little things everywhere, is also because, you know, being a, a contract worker, you never know when your contract is going to end and when, when, when you're going to get another one. So I need to be prepared to live the life that I want to live if I don't have a job. Number one. Number two is, um, I mentioned earlier that I have a lot of people helping me at my house. I have my nannies. I have, for my nannies, I always want them to leave my house with a skill. Okay. So it's easier to teach them, for example, how to bake, how to make samosas, how to make bread, uh, and all those things, which it's a skill they can take to their homes for their families, but it's a skill they can use to even earn extra income. So even that also encourages me to just keep on multi-potential lighting <laughs> and exploring these different things so that, you know, I can also help to empower um, those that support me. Amazing. So you alluded to your two-minute videos, and I was going to get to that. So you started a special Facebook page where you're posting all these videos. Can you tell me a bit about what that is all about and what led you to start and how it's going so far yeah so one of the lessons i learned with uh, the salon and also i think one of the the i guess my one of the big life lessons uh I, i'm not one for i do very well when i have to like for example make a presentation at the office and but i'm not i don't really like public things right 
So I think one of the big lessons I learned with uh, the salon was that I was never the face of that salon. Nobody could, uh, except my friends who knew, anybody else who came to the salon, no tied back to me. And because I kind of separated myself from, from the salon, I wasn't able to effectively communicate the vision. And so, uh, with you know, custom creatives and everything that I want to do and achieve with it, I felt like I need to get out of that space where I'm communicating through others and communicate myself. So, for example, um, another clothing brand is the clothing brand, is clothes. Mm -hmm. But the purpose behind why the clothing brand now finally came to, to fruition is a realization that I have a daughter and how difficult it is to get clothes for her. Yeah. It's easier to find, not just clothes, but how difficult it is to get dresses for her. It's easier to find, you know, she loves her leggings, she loves her jeans, but I just sometimes I want my girl in a dress. I can't find dresses. Yeah. And my, my older son, Kosimi, has a big body and I always struggle to find clothes from Kosimi too. So those kind of like drove me to say this is this is not just about a business, but it's a real struggle. Um, I feel the need. I feel the struggle. So if I'm feeling it, I, I think there are a few other people feeling it, but nobody's really talking about it or nobody's really doing anything about it. So that page really is bringing all these different interests to one place. But like I said, eventually these things will come into one place in the physical space. There'll be the salon, there'll be the clothing, there'll even be the mental health thing on the side because a lot of times, I, mean, I don't know, maybe this is, okay, in my own experience, let me not, let me not talk about other people. In my own experience, uh, when I was younger, whenever I would go through a crisis, the first thing to go would be my hair. Because I felt like I needed to hide. So how best chop off my hair and look like a I actually keep my hair if I'm in a crisis. It's a transition. I've, got, yes. I've had the new daddy afro. Uh -huh. I've had the new hairdo clean cut before. And then I had the, the locks for the past few months. So funny story. I did not know that I actually live with Delilah in this house. Oh yes. You know the Samson story, right? <laughs> Samson was sleeping. Samson had all this strength the night before he could break fires and do that oh and then like Delilah kept asking, Where do you get your strength? Where do you get your strength? Like, I can't tell you that. Can't. So for the past one year, I have I, I gave up mm -hmm. and I just told her, look, it's in my hair, babe, it's in my, my hair. hair. The next day I woke up, I did not have hair. Oh no, oh no. Yep, that's exactly how it happened. So wow. anybody writing a new Bible should put that chapter in. <laughs> Jacobson. <laughs> I'm telling you. And Sarira. <laughs>
building the capacity. Recognizing that yes, we are fragile beings, but in our fragileness, is it fragility? <laughs> Whatever word works, is we are still capable of rising. We are still capable of becoming stronger. Um, there are some things that you need to You thrive, there are some things you thrive by letting go of, and then there are some things you thrive by holding on to. And just helping people to learn what those things are for themselves. Mm. And it doesn't matter what situation comes to them, they'll be able to, to ask the question, am I going to thrive by holding on to this, or am I going to thrive by letting go of this? So bringing all that together in that one space, I know it's very busy, but to me it makes sense. Okay. And it makes me I'm not in a hurry with it. Um, I'm doing it slowly but surely. One day it will all come together. So yes. that's what uh, Yinu Custom Creatives on Facebook is. And I was off Facebook for years. I'm never going back home, I gotta say. I'm gonna put the link in there. <laughs> you can send me the videos directly. <laughs> so I have the privilege and yes. the luxury to yeah. not be there. But yeah. yeah. Um, I, if I was to be honest with myself, I wish there was another way to do it. There that. is multiple, but yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. I think we need to talk about those other <laughs> ones. I'm not happy with the transition because I also am very. I'm one of those people who actually have. I don't know whether I can say. I have social media anxiety. Are you trying to avoid using the word paranoia here? Yes, I'm, I'm getting the vibes, uh, yeah? Because yes, I'm paranoid. <laughs> I'm proud I'm, to say it. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> yeah, but... I'm paranoid about social media. <laughs> yeah. So, in as much as I am on that space, I am on that space for a very specific reason. Mm. I'm grateful to the other people who like the page and follow what happens. I'm not so sure. I can like another page, I can like another person's page. Oh, and one of the other things I'm doing there is actually highlighting local businesses, which I'm very passionate nice. about. So I will like other people's pages because I'm passionate about local businesses and I think that's where our our success as a country comes from, if we support one another. But I am very unlikely to go to people's pages and see, see what they're doing on their pages. Because <laughs> You know, yeah. I'm very unlikely to do that. So, and which is why for me, transitioning to that physical space is very important. Mm. Because I think we we have lived so much in the social media world that we are losing touch with with one another. Mm. There's a lot of uh, uh, I know there's a lot of cyber love, but. Uh, at the end of the day, I think there are certain things that cyber love can't do for you. Um, yeah. It needs to be done with a person that you can see face to face. So eventually, I'll probably transition um, that to other places, which you will <laughs> tell me. <laughs> yeah. But for now, I think uh, it's perfectly it stays fine. there for, for the time being. Yeah. Well, good. As we wind down very quickly, I want to put your professional work on the spotlight. Mm. So we have spoken for the last hour and 40 minutes about you as a person in your life. Because that's what I want to project mm -hmm. out here because people need to see the human being in all of us mm -hmm. as opposed to the labels that we're given because of our careers, our businesses or what. And the amazing value that's just been in listening to your experiences and all that. But I also want to give people a perspective that with all this multipotentiality in you, you still are a career person, an executive at that level. And um, did some more homework. Mm -hmm. I know uh, you're with Path now yes. for the second round. Yes. Mm, somewhere in your past job, um, this is how they describe you. Mandy is a public health professional and is part of a growing group of women leading major technology transformations. And I'll get back to that. She is breaking down barriers and fostering team communication with the help of three unlikely animals. A moose, uh -huh. an elephant, uh -huh. and a whole flock of ducks. Yes. 
I know a bit about the moose. Yes. Well, a bit. I did not know you have an elephant, a whole flock of ducks as well. So yes. can you, I mean, your work is amazing because you're not really from technology, but you're doing some of the work that um, uh, plugs in health and mm -hmm. technology, looking at technology as a, a major tool in health. It's a major tool in everywhere. And when I, we talk about singularity, a lot of people need to look this up. But we're really in a stage where technology is driving change. Yes. Yeah, whether that changes for the good or the worst, I'm going to leave that to everybody <laughs> to decide. But so using technology in health, and you've been doing this at least for the past five years, I know that. So tell me about your work at Broadreach. Mm -hmm. um, and then um, tell me about your work uh, here at Path in terms of what you're doing and the projects that you're doing. And then you can tell me about how you're fostering change and communication yeah, with those, those animals. Yeah. animals. Yeah. We actually have uh, one more. Okay. Yes. I'll tell you when I, when I get there. Right. So <clears throat> I, I, I leaped into the technology space about, I think, seven years ago now, when I saw a position advertised at Path uh, for a change management lead. I loved change management when I was studying for my master's and I thought, you know, this, I've never seen a change management job in Zambia. We always see behavior change communication and I was in behavior change communication for like nine years. So I transitioned to change management uh, in technology. And when I was at uh, Path the first time around, I guess um, one of the things about being a multi-potentialite is like li liking to learn new things and be involved and listening. So I got to learn a lot about the technology through listening and we had too many meetings. Eventually they served a purpose. Everybody had to be in everybody's meeting. It didn't matter whether it was a technology meeting or a change management meeting. We all had to be there. So because of that structure, I got to learn a lot about the technology. And it so happened that a dear friend of mine decided to leave his job. Mm. And uh, when he left his job, um, my supervisors were like, oh, you know, you understand this thing. So we're going to add some of your, some of your friend's responsibilities to you. <laughs> and, oh, okay, okay, fine. So I took on some technology specific responsibilities and mainly managing the vendor who was developing our technology at that time. Um, so basically that's how, how come my trajectory in the technology space was kind of solidified. Uh, a few months down the line, um, the one who was leading the project then left and then the other boss said, you know what, we think you're up to this challenge. I, please apply for this role. And I applied, went through the interviews, and I was given the position to head that project. And so I headed that project up to the time it was almost coming to a close. And when it was coming to a close, we were transitioning, we were looking for funding to integrate it with another existing project. So that funding was, just came through as I was leaving. <coughs> and I left to go to Broadreach to head the biggest e-health implementation in Zambia. Mm -hmm. And it was it was it still is very interesting being in a very uh, kind of male dominated profession and not even having a technology background i like to think that the value that i bring and it's the whole thing about specialization too i don't feel like there is any specialization right now i think the only specialization i really feel happy specializing in is probably something in psychology but you know that ship sailed. <laughs> so it's it's that kind of thing where I don't really have a specialization in the technical spaces. I have a public health specialization in inverted commas, but te technologically I don't have a specialization in technology. What I bring to the table is team cohesion, visioning, and driving that vision. Creating an environment where people actually want to come to work every day. Even though there are challenges, yes, but they want to come to the office. And, you know, in, in this space, like, there's a lot of intelligent people. It's knowing how to manage these intelligent people so that they want to work with you and they want to deliver with you. And I think that's kind of what I brought to Broadreach. 
uh, and one of the things in bringing that to Broadridge was to foster uh, communication to help teams talk to each other uh, it's very common I guess when you are when you're dealing with like developers they have their headphones on and their big screens and their black bombers <laughs> which they probably haven't washed in a while how would you know that <laughs> yeah I mean you would walk into the developers room and literally you can tell even if they were not there you walk in you can tell in this room this is a man's room <laughs> that's how you would yeah. so to bring those kind of bring the technology people on to understand the admin people to understand the training people and whatnot and to bring that that leadership that helps with everybody to feel valued i think one of the key things for me has been just open communication so which is where duck moose and elephant come in and then um uh when uh, when COVID hit, we also introduced Teddy. Was it Teddy the yes. bear? Yes. Okay. Yes. Classic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, most, most, um, especially like, you know, it's a, the, the work that was being done by Broadridge was very high stakes and, you know, a lot of deliverables. And in that, in that, uh, space, you know, you get a lot of strong emotions. Some hide, some are expressive, and then if the one who's expressive steps on the toe of the one who's hiding, the hider goes further into hiding, and then the expressive one feels not heard, and then they just shout louder. So the moose was kind of a way of bringing that balance to say, even for those that are not expressive. I should be able to come and say, Mandy, I want to have a moose conversation. And where that comes from is, you know, we don't have moose in here, but I'm sure there are some animals, African animals that behave the same. If they are, you know, uh, faced with very bright, direct light, the first reaction is to freeze. Mm. Right. So with a moose conversation, if I come to you and say, I want to have a moose conversation, what I'm saying is, I need you to listen, freeze, suspend all judgment, suspend your desire to talk, correct, Whatever it is that you need to do, let me finish. Listen to me, and listen to me with compassion. And then, if you need time to respond, tell me to say, okay, I'll answer you tomorrow. Come back tomorrow because you just told me this. Let me digest. I'll come back. And it worked. You know, I have quite a number of pictures. And every time someone walk into my office with a moose, I'll take a picture. So I have quite a number of pictures with just my team members coming and say, you know what, Mandy, we have this difficult conversation. We want you to hear us and blah, 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 blah. So that was the purpose of the most. We also had a lot of meetings and, you know, uh, sometimes you would have a most conversation and then somebody needs to bring that most conversation into a meeting, but nobody is bringing it up. Everybody knows that there's an issue, but nobody wants to bring up that issue. So the elephant would be like, you know what, this animal is in the room, you know. Oh, okay, okay, so we have an elephant in the room. Okay, fine, who wants to talk about the elephant? And it just becomes, a, uh, you know, it was easier that way for people to introduce difficult topics in that context. And then the ducks um, is a, a, a technique that I learned, I don't know if it's still used, but old school developers used to use it, where... When after they code, they would read their code to a duck. And as they read their code to a duck, they would then realize where the problem is. And, oh, here I was supposed to put a comma, not a semicolon. That's why this thing is producing this result instead of that. So that was also helping people to um, be confident in their own capacity to deal with their own problems. So sometimes that will mean, you know, you write yourself an email. Or you go and talk, you use another person as your dark look, I'm having this problem. And as you're talking about it, the solution becomes apparent to you. And then when um, COVID hit, I think there was a lot of anxiety. There was a lot of uncertainty. And, you know, people were feeling isolated. Um, 
but there was still that need to feel close and to feel appreciated. Yeah. So you would, you know, the, the teddy was either a request for appreciation or just a request for comfort. Yeah. So I'm sending you a, a, a bear hug, I'm sending you a teddy. Then okay. you know this person is appreciating me or they realize that I'm in this difficult situation and they're giving me comfort without being too inappropriate about it. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's that was that. Okay. So yeah. you, you, you took that to, to part the second round as well. So are you implementing some new animals concepts or are you going to take that back as well with you? A funny thing, uh, I've been at part now for almost what, five months. Um, only just finishing my hires. It's a small team. It's just five of us. We no. haven't even had a single team meeting together. Oh, is <laughs> yes. it? Yes. So as soon as we have um, the full team, definitely. Um, I also well, one thing I learned too. This is quite fascinating. Uh, I would end every meeting at Broadbridge with the words "Go forth and do great things." Apparently, it stuck. Mm. So different team members, where, wherever they've gone, have picked up that phrase with their teams and they're telling their teams, go forth and do great things. I'm like, oh, I know where you got that from. So I have another one of those brewing. I shall not reveal it. Okay. I, I will reveal it when I reveal it to the team. But yeah, I have another one of those. Since go forth and do great things is pretty much taken uh, by other team members, wherever they've gone, I've come up with another one. So there's one of those brewing. I think the animals will still be useful. Um, it's a small team and we have a lot that we need to achieve. I think one of the things that even though it was there, at, <coughs> excuse me, it was there at Broadridge, we had um, access to like mental health services and things like that. Towards the end of the project, I think those resources, people really appreciated being reminded about access to those. So I think that's something I will really press on with my team too. Um, so people don't feel, you know, we have a lot of deliverables and but even though you're stressed and all these things is ha are happening, we need to still maintain uh, mental stability. So I think those are some of the things I shall continue to do. Awesome. Good. Well, uh, I got just one more uh after this, I've got mm -hmm. one more question for you, and then we will wrap it up. So I'm gonna put you in the spot on a spot. Mm. Yeah. So I, I get quite the reputation that uh, I remember everything. Mm -hmm. Do you believe that? Hmm. No. 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 You don't well, remember everything. <laughs> well. Okay. I, let me ask you. What were you doing? Seven years ago today. Seven years ago today yeah. would have been like uh, 2018, is it? Mm -hmm. No, no, no. 20, this is 2022. So this would be... You mean the exact date? Yes. No, no, of no. Of course, no. so you don't, can't remember everything. Well... See, see my point? No, I, <laughs> my point is, I remember everything yeah. that has an emotional sort of consequence. Okay. I don't remember okay. everything. Yeah, like, okay. I don't have that photographic <laughs> memory. But yes. I do have a recollection of things that um, have had a consequence in my life. Like yes. little, small, yes. big things. Events from the first funeral I went to, the first ah. body living I had, that kind yeah, of stuff. Of, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, 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 but, okay, okay, okay. But this has nothing to do with that. Mm -hmm. It has much to do with you. This mm -hmm. is like 2016, February 5th. Eh. Okay. Okay. You ready for this? Yeah. You, you, you're gonna tell me who. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm gonna read this out. Boy, yeah. you know we all have our own struggles, and sometimes we all need that space from the world. If we ask for that space, people will give it to us. What is not fair is to demand our space in whatever way we see it fit, without consideration to how it's affecting others. You have been in a certain mood for a while now, and I don't know. Are you getting a hang yes, of that? Yes. <laughs> Do you want me to go on? Okay. And I don't know if you notice how it affects the team spirit or me as a friend. 
Yesterday I got upset in the afternoon because throughout the week you've barely managed to greet people properly, let alone talk to anyone including me. And then from nowhere you were all bubbly and smiley when it's time to have a meeting you are leading. Honestly, I found that to be disrespectful on a professional and personal level. You don't treat people as if they have an on and off switch, blocking people out and choosing when to let them in and expecting them to be okay with that. Well, at least not me anyway. If you don't want to be talked to or disturbed or having a difficult time, just tell people I'm under pressure. Please understand if I am behaving oddly. If someone has offended you, deal with them and let it be. In the past, I have made efforts to inquire after you, but I'm also scared of overstepping my boundaries. So sometimes say if something is wrong and you want to talk about it or ask to be remembered. This was quite wrong. Long, it, was yeah? long. it was a long one. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it goes on. I too have had my struggles the past five months. I have had an experience that nearly destroyed my marriage and other significant family relationships and I carry the scars waiting for a miracle. I don't know how many times I've cried myself to sleep, especially when we have traveled from the time of the kickoff meeting and the meetings in Arusha. I don't know how many times I've sat at my desk praying that no one sees the tears welling in my eyes and some, sometimes when it gets too much, I go cry in the bathroom. Still, I find a way to be part of other people's lives and part of a team. I try not to block people out. I'm sure you can try and do the same. If for nothing else, so I don't have to answer the question, what's wrong with Jacob? Proverbs 18.24 says, A man that has, a f has friends must show himself friendly, and there's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. From the heart of a friend, Monday. There was an attachment to this. What was it? It was a point. <laughs> no, it wasn't a point. It was a biblical EQ. Uh, <laughs> yeah, scrap. <laughs> I remember. So, talk me through this. Yes. Uh, this one, yeah, you were, you were just behaving oddly. Seriously. Like, yeah, it was odd. And everybody at the office knew that you and I were friends. So whenever you would be like that, what's wrong? No, 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 no. This is no. There's something. What's what's wrong with your friend? So I got frustrated asking those questions. I mean, answering those questions because I didn't have any answers. Mm. And I also got frustrated because I was like, okay, Jay is my friend, and if they are. There's something I can help him with. I'd, I'd be happy to, but he's like just in his own world. <sighs> Clearly, there was frustration. This is like one, two, three, four, five paragraphs. You know, I like to write. <laughs> yeah. So um, I can't remember if um, I can't remember whether this was was. This was this um i can't remember yeah so anyway that was the, i remember i don't know if it was after this we went and had a coffee yeah we went and had a coffee after this and you wrote two notes did i write two notes you wrote two notes and i had to pick one is it yes i had to pick one note and even that was weird. Come on, Jay, who does that to their friend? I had to pick one note, and I picked one. I can't remember what it said, right? Mm. But after we had a discussion, you showed me the other note. And you were like, if you had picked this other note, it would have meant the end of our friendship. <laughs> <laughs> it probably had the same message. It probably had the same message. So I'm like, who does that to their friend? Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, I, I, that, that was, that was, I don't know whether, whether it was after the loss of the baby and... This I, is 2016. This is 2016, Yeah, that's eh? before I left. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, I don't know what was happening with you. <laughs> so I found this and I was like, it, it was so funny because I probably never read the biblical EQ. Uh -huh. I haven't read it now. That's an honest confession. Yes. But I was like... Somebody wrote me like five paragraphs. <laughs> yes, I did. Amazing. 
yeah, so. come very far. I think girls were here. When they were dressed, I mean, you know, there were times when, I mean, things would be happening on the project and we'd just sit and go and laugh in the car park because we had nowhere else to talk. And then, you know, after you've, you've talked and laughed over things and then two days later, your friend is like mm. a, a shadow of themselves. No, it's, it's a whole other podcast of that of that story but yeah <laughs> i thought i should remind you yeah no I, re- I i don't remember what i said you reminded me i did, i should have read this this but i remember the two notes well you should remember what those two notes said because i do do you have a copy no can i'm not gonna give them? you a copy can you, you don't them? even remember them they don't matter to you so i'm not they gonna do. give I you know, have to find them i know no because i only picked one and i know it should be in one of my in my person well you find it we're find gonna it. have another podcast and then you can bring, we can revisit this conversation Jay. i can tell you that <laughs> yeah but uh, well i'm happy i picked the right note well i'll tell you what yeah. there's only two people so far who've written me this kind of um and so you're in the top top two uh-huh. that many paragraphs uh-huh. It's wild. <laughs> Usually people write you how many paragraphs. No, they say a mouthful. Because <laughs> I couldn't talk to you. So yeah, you were scared. No, not right. that I was scared to talk to you. You were not talking about two. <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. that is why I started a podcast. I say everything out of yes, the podcast. Yes, so. please. Thank you. <laughs> 100%. So what, what do you think about the podcast? What... What have you liked? Which episodes did you prefer and what else? Uh, I, I don't, it's hard to pick what I've liked. Mm. Um, uh, I think before, before you started this podcast, we talked about it. We talked about doing something together. Yeah. And then I guess, you know, life happened and, and you needed to start. And so you started. I think my, my, my favorite one it was, I think, the most emotional one. Which one? Uh, childhood loss. Okay. That one. I also kind of found that then the, the funniest one uh-huh. uh, was the one talking about technology. Because it was just so... I oh, think yeah, I social media disconnecting. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes. I think for me, that one is funny because uh, I think it was the first podcast you went over 30 minutes. Is it? Yes. <laughs> so I was like, oh, dude is in his element. <laughs> yeah, so that one I think I found quite uh, uh, interesting. And the, the one with Pete, especially when you talk about the wives, that was just so hilarious. <laughs> yeah, Pete is but amazing. I learned, yeah, he's I learned a he's lot. A natural too. Yeah, I learned a lot about, you know, I've just learned a lot really about. Uh, the kind of lifestyle lifestyle choices we make and the sacrifices we have to make and things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I really wouldn't pick out a favorite. I think each one of them has its own its own place. Yeah. 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 Well, this one is gonna be a great one, I believe. Uh, I people will like listening to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I think people are tired of listening to my voice, so. <laughs> I'm giving people a break mm-hmm. so they can listen to more interesting people, nice, <laughs> fascinating nice, people. Nice. And I'm really grateful you took the time to come out here and do this pod with me. It's been a wonderful conversation. I've been learning a lot and an opportunity for me to hear from you. I, I hope you've had such a blast as well. And Yeah, I've, I've had a good time. I didn't even see how the time was going. Yeah, two hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been great. Um, one of the questions actually Rory asked me today was like, is he famous? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm no way. I'm never going to be famous, that's for sure. And yeah. I'm not trying to be. Uh-huh. And I'm not. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think you're doing really great work with the, with the podcast. And be prepared. If fame finds you, fame finds you. Yeah, I, I, yeah. yeah, I doubt I'm going to be famous, but I just love the fact that people can listen to a voice that's just like them. Yeah, and, yeah. And I think sure. there's lots of those voices. That's why I bring in people like you who 
can share those things because I don't have all the experiences. Mm-hmm. That's the amazing thing. But the fact that we all at some point lived as pretenders, like yes, we've lived the yes, life that yes. projects something else yes, to what yeah. we're really living and who we are, I think is drives me. Mm-hmm. I mean, just being able to share um, experiences that pretty much anyone can say, duh. Yeah. So I'm not the only one, yeah, you know what I yeah, mean? True, and, true. and to be honest about it, like for me, it's just being honest and having uncomfortable uncom- conversations with people mm-hmm. and being able to speak about uncomfortable situations in my own life without caring or fearing that people are going to judge. And I think that's what it's all about. So if if hundreds of people can access this pod, even better. Yeah. But I'm doing it for me too yeah, because yeah. it's... Um, I always say this word is cathartic for me, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I think it's also just about what we've been discussing, being open about what we're going through in life. Not that we've all got it figured out, but just that. We we definitely don't get it all figured out, but yeah, taking one day at a time and, you know, doing what we can to stay sane. Yeah. 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 And people can learn about new things like multi-potentialite you know, <laughs> stuff like that stuff like that yeah. yes yeah i love that fun part fun. yeah fun so. fun. appreciate it mandy hope we can have you back here again thank you uh, yeah i think you know one thing that i kind of want to talk about a little bit more next time is uh, i think the last part of your of your uh, remarks or somewhere there in the middle of the last part of your remarks you talked about uh, being pretenders all of us at one point or the other and I think for me, one of the areas where it's just, I guess, uh, especially during my later days at, at Broadridge, where I felt like I came to appreciate who I was and what I was bringing to the team. When you're in technology and you're not technologically trained, it's a whole different I know people have what 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 do they call it? Imposter syndrome. Yeah. It's a whole different level, you know, of where you feel like I don't belong here. What am I doing in this space? So that's something I'd like to talk about somewhere next time. All right. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll look at we'll look through that, and then we can set a date and talk about it. Uh, uh, imposter syndrome is is everywhere though. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. everywhere though. I've been in meetings where it has nothing to do with technology. I'm like, do I belong here? Yes. And it's that. And and for me, I think it's where you have. Sometimes you don't expect to be successful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. and then when you meet all these people, like you feel, I cheated my way into yes. here somehow. <laughs> well, you didn't. You worked your your, your way, way there, true, but true, uh, that's. Uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, so it'll be a fun conversation. It will be fun. Mm-hmm. We can we can dig deeper into that letter I just read yes. too, because this is one, going to be an interesting conversation, right? Number two, yeah. bring the replies. Which replies? The ones you you, you wrote. To I'm not bringing the replies. I gave them to you. I'm sure you and have you, a copy. Yeah, I do, hundred percent. I even have them right now. But the thing I'm is, not giving them to you for is, free. Not in that in a, easy. In a, in a no. them through gave them to you and you lost them i didn't lose them well find them then we can talk about them i'm not kidding uh, you that well, <laughs> well you, just, you, you just told me a secret I'm, I'm 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 going to invoke the powers of who saraira yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she cut my hair already yes. so she can't do anymore i'm invoking the powers of saraira to get me a copy of that letter amazing good job thanks for having me Man, that combo was such great fun. I had such a blast doing this show and I learned a lot too from Mandy. I was delighted at some of the things that came out, particularly about faith and mental health, which really hit me as a person of faith uh, who struggles with mental health and how I can be whole as well as help others with the same challenges. That was the one and only Mandy, yo. And I hope you enjoyed it too. Uh, Please continue to send your feedback on the contact provided in the episode notes. And remember to rate and review my show on iTunes or wherever you're catching the pod from. 
And if you don't want to miss an episode, please bookmark it on all the podcast platforms that you're getting it from. And you'll get notifications every time I post an episode. Thanks for listening. This is the Pretender Podcast. I'm out. Inaendeshwa na Afripods.